Episode 13. Were you going to do the re-recording, or are we recording thing again? No. I will say that you look at me the exact same way every time when it, the look in your eye is, it's go time, yeah. and you're like... <laughs> it is go time. Episode 13 of the currently Heckin' Cool Dads podcast, maybe formerly. You've already got your beer open. Yeah, because I brought a 12-pack of sh- shitballs beer, so I'm... Did you have tacos again today? I did. Did you? Uh, you know, didn't do. I haven't done a lot of cooking this week. It, the last week, like, really got away from me. Did mm. a lot of shit over the last week, and uh, was trying to figure out what I was going to do for dinner for the kids, at the very least. And I decided to make. They always go. They're always down with uh, breakfast or dinner. So I yeah. made some pancakes and some bacon. It's just not my thing. And uh, and Sierra was like, can you make enough for me? I'm like, sure. And then I was like, well, I'm going to order Los Guachos. Oh, nice. I had pancakes this morning. There you go. Woke up, fucking crushed them. I had protein pancakes, though. I had health pancakes. What's the shit you're drinking? Uh, this is Dogfish Head. I told you I've been like really into sour beers. It's called Sequench Ale. Um, probably the best sour beer I've ever had. I don't like sour beers. I know. Did you, There's something actually really cool about this one. Um, it's three different beers that they brew separately mm. and then they mix them. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if all sours are made that way, but I know this one is cause it's called like sequench ale. It's actually a play on something. Sequential. Yes, uh, it is. So they, I see. they, they brew like a, uh, a Kolsch and then like day two, they put like a Goza in it. And then day three, it's something else. I think it's like a, a, a vice or something. But regardless, it's three separate fucking beers, and then they put it all together, and this motherfucker is refreshing. Interesting. Yeah. Another interesting thing is uh, Dogfish Head just made a fucking goddamn ton of money because they are merging with uh, Sam Adams. No shit. Yeah. They're actually— oh, Sam, well. Adams is still, Sam Adams is still independent. They're not a corporation. Like, they're not, like, part of the big boys. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. They're actually a relatively small brewery. They're like, oh, yeah. Hu- yeah, it's like husband wife owned. They're mm-hmm. from Delaware, mm-hmm. but they, um, they brew like, it's like a quarter of a million barrels a year. I mean, it's like, it's relatively fucking small, mm-hmm. just tight. So we had a show last night. You guys have a show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we'll look forward to your report. Our show was awesome. We played with some, um, fantastic bands and I got to play a fucking Vader cab. I love, love, love Vader cabs. And I want one so bad, but I specifically want the the 215 cab because we tune so low. It'd be great for you too, but mm. they never make them anymore. So you can like never find them. Yeah. And uh, what's his face? Um, Sean, who used to be in like Kill What I Door, he had, uh, he had the 215 and the 412. He put them bitches up for sale and I swear to God, they sold in like 12 minutes because I, I, I hit him up. I got a 215. I fucking love it. What do you have? It's a PV. It's a vintage PV. What speakers does it have in it? Do you know? Yeah, they're EVs. Oh. Uh, and but I mean they're old. I, yeah. I I got it at Music Around, and I like traded like a an old shitty P bass and like a out of date USB interface or something like that. <laughs> and I am getting it for like twenty bucks. Oh and, shit! Um, it makes a world of difference to play through fifteens. Yeah, and it's a bass cab. You know, it's a PV bass right. cab, and I put that underneath the 412 and it just just rumble from underneath and it was interesting because i brought it home and i was like the nameplate on the back of the pv like like the where the serial number is and stuff like was different 
and then I looked and like the casters were like those ones that are like balls, not like yeah. not like modern wheels. And I looked it up and it was like they stopped making them with those casters in like 1968 or 69 or something like that. So I'm like, holy shit, this thing is like really fucking old. And I look and it's the serial numbers before they started like cataloging them. So like it's a shorter serial number that you can't, there's no list of anywhere. Yeah. And then I popped it open and I guess back in the day, PV did have a um, partnership with EV. Uh, you know, they're the ones that do like the PAs and right. stuff like that. That's what we have. Oh, and wait, no, that's, Electro what, that's, Voice. What, that's what we have at the, uh, at my house. Yeah. And, um, uh, so they might be original speakers. They might not be, but they're from the era. They're like yeah. late sixties, but man, that fucking thing is just, if I hook up just the Mesa dual rectifier and just use that cab and like, so do like a really harsh sound, but then it's like really bassy coming out of the cab. Mm. It sounds so fucking thick. I don't I don't know anybody that uses a bass cab as a guitar cab. I don't generally use it straight up, but I will say it does pair really well with like a really ripping high gain amp. Nice. It's PV. I mean it's a PV cab. So Yeah, there's there's a few companies out there that are still making two fifteen cabs for guitar. They're actual guitar cabs. And I know Vader, again, they like never make them anymore. I think there's something with the they gotta order the speakers in such like a large quantity that mm. You know, it's not worth it or whatever, but, um, I think they use eminence speakers, mm. but I want one so bad. So if anybody has one, a 215, I will buy that bitch straight up cash He's, monies. Spares no expense. He'll buy it. I will definitely buy it. Um, yeah, I was going to go. I was, it was fully on my Saturday agenda, but we got home from Zoom Beasy Bay a little bit, uh, you're, look, you're looking thought. hella bronze. Dude, right now. I, it's the first time this year I've like legitimately burnt like un- like like shower suck burnt. Yeah, like my back is fucking was it was a one too many times around the adult laser. <laughs> oh yeah, were you, were you drinking? Oh yeah, very nice. So we you know there was a couple adults and a couple or I mean a couple uh, more adults than children. So we we were doing tag team oh, hanging out with the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a couple people go and do with some loops in the adult laser river. We're, I think we both sound a little tired today. Dude, it has been a it's exhausting been a very long fucking day. weekend. It's been a very she, long day. I got up and I fucking like uh, mowed the lawn and shit. And I mean, I, this was the first time I had to fucking stop because I was just too fucking hot. And then just because I don't want to be fat, like I was like, all right, we're going to go for a run. My wife's training for a marathon. I was like, I'll go run with you. As we're trying to leave, this lady pulls up and like my wife's scheduled to talk about the landscaping, which is fucking crazy i i had no idea that that was happening and i've been doing landscaping you're all like hard like like hard work sweaty yeah but it's not even that it's like if i knew somebody was coming i literally would not do a fucking thing for the landscaping but the fact that i've done anything and like pulled little weeds and shit i'm like it was all for nothing because we're about to pay somebody to redo that shit um so then we we started to run and my daughter woke up my hayden was like keeping an eye on her we were trying to run the neighborhood so i was like fuck Got to go back home. So I went, did that. And then my wife also failed to mention that we had company coming over. So then we had to entertain and we decided to do that outside the whole time. So I'm, I'm fucking crispy. You see these shoulders. I see those shoulders. Yeah. These shoulders are fucking crispy. We all got it. My kids are all, they all look like anime characters, (laughs) (laughs) just like these big rosy red cheeks. And, um, 
yeah, everybody, everybody got a good CR got real bad. I mean, she's like a ghost. So she got, she got really dang bad, but <laughs> really dang bad, really dang bad, really dang bad. Uh, well, other than that, so I talked to multiple people into getting scooter accounts last night. We went ripping around. Hell yeah. It was fucking fun. I went several times. It was like we had people coming to the show to meet us. I knew they were on their way, but I was, I couldn't help myself. I was like, I'm going to go ride some scooters. So I talked Kyle into it and that was the first time he had been on it. And you know, you can tell like when people are embarrassingly having fun because he kept going. He, he was like chuckling and laughing, like like gut laughter. You could tell he was loving it, but he kept saying, this is so crazy. And I'm like, that doesn't match. Like the sounds that are coming out of you right now isn't matching. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> Wink. Like you're fucking, you're loving this shit. But honestly, I was too. And it's also last night. It was the first time in a while I've been on the Lime Scooters. And I will have to say that you are right. Them tall-ass Lime Scooters. Yeah. Those are built for dudes. And they just big, feel... Big, tall people. And they just feel like... Sturdy. It, it's not even quite like sturdy. So, well, yeah, I guess that's right. But you know, like when you like hit a bump with it and it's like something wiggles or something's yeah. a little bit like rickety about it. But like in like a cool way. Yeah. You know, like it's like this thing's fucking doing the thing. Yeah. And we played down on campus. So there were just like, I mean, th- there was a thousand people out on scooters and we just were like ripping through. Um, and shout out to Kyle because when we came in today, the goddamn recordy thing, the H6 wasn't turning on. And then I just stole four of Kyle's batteries and now it turns on. So thanks Kyle. But fuck you zoom for telling us that there was still battery in it. Yeah. Like, you know, like batteries or, you know, you, they say it's two and then you, I see it go down. It's like, it was only two for the point one second it was on and i saw it drop to one before it shut off so i was like ah, that's fucking batteries remember that like that old like the gimmick when like the batteries have those two contact points and you could like put your fingers on them and it would show how much life was left in the battery oh yeah it was weird yeah it was a weird time because it was just there for a couple of years and and it was like just to sell more batteries but well before before you could do it on the battery itself remember that it, it was like something in the package yeah and you yeah. put it in and you oh, squeeze yeah. that Oh yeah. But now it's like fucking like most batteries nowadays that I buy, I'm I it could totally be marketing, but I buy all those lithium ones. I feel like they last so fucking long, but they are really expensive. I buy Kroger brand and Johnny Eagle brand. Man, fuck that. We go through so many batteries. I every time I every time I get another big ass pack of batteries, I'm like, we need to get rechar our whole rechargeable thing going here. Fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that. I buy the lithium ones or I buy those goddamn Duracell Quantum. The shit just looks tight. I love them. Let's just get, looks tight inside the thing mm. where you can't see it. Mm, you right. You are so right. I feel it's like it's like you're at like a car show and you're like check out my the, under the hood and it's like check out my chrome engine. You're like hey check out the fucking batteries in the battery case. On this they were chrome though. Look, they're laying right there. <laughs> <laughs> my batteries were dipped in chrome. Um, so this is something we we never we never get around to doing. Now I'm gonna fucking start us off with it right off the bat. Let's talk some rap. I know that uh, we had brief talks last week. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with what are you listening to? Like, what's what's your shit right now? Well, you know, I was right. I was right last week when I said that Freddie Gibbs and Madlib are going to come in and mm. just just like as Daryl said, just shit all over everybody's records this year. Yeah, and goddamn, they did. I mean, that record dropped on Friday, and it is. I mean. It's just less than an hour long. 
um, but, a like, lot, but it, a lot of tracks, like 17 tracks or oh, something really? like that. And, and it's just like the, you know, it's the, got a lot of those weird little mad lib thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. just like 45 seconds of some weird, uh, soul thing over some weird beat. And then Freddie Gibbs with just, I mean, across the board, he's all over the place stylistically and it just, yeah, it's awesome. Some yeah. really good features too. Most Defford, Yazing Bay and, uh, and, uh, Black Fodder in a song together. And then there's another song where King Push comes in and does a verse and Killer Mike does the hook. I like that you called him King Push. I always do. Yeah. Not, not Push a T shirt. You remember that shit? Mm-hmm. Didn't we have that conversation? Mm-hmm. That was one of your yeah. things. Um, you know, like, I think it, I love all the Griselda stuff and I, and I love the Benny record. I know that we I, talked about that. I listened to that record probably 20 times in the last week. I, I love it, but I actually want to rank the, I fucking love that new Jim Jones record. Oh, I need to listen to it still. Yeah, I love it. I think it's his best one yet, and like that shit gets me hype. Um, obviously, I love the Benny record. West Side Gun's got one coming out next Friday. And you know what's gonna happen is like I'm I'm gonna get stuck on that, and then a few weeks later there'll be another one. I'll get stuck on that. I get stuck on things for like just these little periods of time. Well, I do too. Um, but with the Jim Jones record, like I'm listening to that, and it came out uh, maybe like three, four weeks ago. And then the Benny record drop. I dropped, I just listened to nothing but the Benny record for like a week, and then I went back. That's cool to the Jim Jones that record. Shows staying power. And um, I was listening real hard to that fucking Sue Surf record, and then I just I fell off from listening to it. And Dave texts me one day, and he's like real hype on that song "Killing Time." Mm-hmm. So I went back to that record now. So like those are those are like my three right now of the year that I'm listening to. And uh, I think I sent you. The Sue Surf song where he has a record with Benny. Oh, yeah. I have not listened to it yet, but yeah. It's not my favorite track on the album. Weirdly enough, like I would see if you would look at that on paper immediately, I'd be like, that's going to be my favorite track. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite track. So, yeah, I've been listening to that Freddie and Mad Lib or uh, Mad Gibbs, as they were calling it. Um, I've listened to that this weekend. I haven't listened. I haven't had a chance to listen to a ton of music this weekend, as it is though, so, so, over the last week. We've we've talked about this like offline before. Like when you when you think about like what some of your favorite rap lyrics are, like of all time, what do you judge it by? Do you judge it by like just clever, or do you judge it by something that resonates with you? Like, what do you judge? Like, if somebody's like, "Hey, what's your top three like rap lines of all time?" Like, how would you judge that? Generally, I would go first to clever. Uh, just because I feel like it's generally the more clever rappers are, um, better rappers. I mean, like when yeah. you're, when you're uh, that good of a lyricist, there's a good chance you're going to be really good at just the raw skill of rhyming. So do you ever, um, you ever listen to any of the battle rap stuff? Like, like actual battle rap, like from smack or like URL or any of that stuff? No, you were talking about it last week though. And I, was meaning to and i didn't yeah i think i brought that up because of sue surf like he's in that whole thing like when i listen to their shit like if i want to hear clever just like things that make me cover my mouth and go oh and you know shit like that i'll watch those the smack dvds or like i'll pull up stuff on youtube like the url stuff um but like the battle rappers almost never translate to good songwriters and it's really weird how that works because it's the same in the music world like there's people that can like shred on guitar and just fucking destroy things, but they don't write good songs. And that's why I always say like, Oh, there are musicians and there are guitar players. 
you know, it's like that, like that Jared Dines guy. Oh yeah. You know, it's like the dude is fucking amazing, but like, he's good at like playing the guitar. He's good yeah. at like playing. Oh, you want to hear a song that sounds just like this band? I'll do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, all right, man, let's see your, let's see your original shit. Does it, I don't, does he even have original I, shit? I don't know. I mean, he was doing that thing called Riff Wars. Did you ever see that? I don't know. Where he would like, he'd like play a riff and then another YouTube guitar would like, oh, yeah, it was like, yeah, a, it was yeah, like yeah. a battle back and, and forth. And you know, I will say this. I will say that I, I, I'm not talking shit because, uh, you know, I would say like, you know, 10 ways or like 10 different stage moves for different genres. Yeah. Like he's writing original shit. You know, to be all those genres. The dude is an expert at what he does. So I'm not, you know, I think it's awesome. And he's obviously making money doing it. So he's also really good friends with Post Malone. That's, yeah, that's weird. Isn't that I, crazy? I, yeah, I remember seeing a video of them together. Uh, did you see the one where Post Malone was like, ah, what the fuck was he singing? It was on a Vice thing. It was on like noisy. Maybe is where he was singing. I, it wasn't as Blood Runs Black, but it was something yeah. like that. They were on a bus and like, yeah, it was like. And he knew all the shit. lyrics. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, not that I needed another reason to like Post Malone, but that's the one right there. No, but um, going back to the rap lyrics thing, that's like, <laughs> we, a we diverted. Yeah, um, that's exactly what I do too. Like I listen, I listen for things and like things that are clever always get me. And it could be like it's probably something that's so simple and like. You know, these rap elitists will probably be like, that's a shit ass bar. Like, what do you, why do you even like that? And I don't know why some things just stick with me. I think I, I said the one on here last night, or I mean, last podcast, um, that was like from 18 wheeler when push says, Oh yeah. 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 That, like even that little one where he talks about, um, why would I 50, 50, you ain't half of me. Like, I don't know why I love that, but I do. It's just like a quick little clever thing. And push is always good for those. Mm-hmm. Are there any other ones that resonate or just stick out to you classic one for me is uh in that song six foot seven foot by lil wayne when he says real g's move in silence like (laughs) lasagna yeah i mean that that's the type of clever i love that like it is just the weirdest wordplay on things that have nothing to do with each other but like yeah that's like hilarious yeah and um on that new freddie gibbs record uh he alludes to that line he says real g's move in silence like and then he says some another word that starts with the silent g but it was it was it was cool to hear it like repeated a few years later so what was that did you hear that weird noise it was like, Boop. yeah um so one of the ones that i've always really liked and I, I i'm struggling to remember i think it was drake that said it um what the fuck was it it was something like it like safe sex is good sex better use a latex you don't want that latex that i'm late text dang yeah and i was like dang it was it was something like that and i'm sure like somebody will fucking call me out because it's not that but it was it was very much that it was basically saying latex because you don't want that late text that i'm late text and i was like hold the fuck on i had to like go back and listen to it like 10 times he did something else like that, that that fucked me up one time. Oh, no, it wasn't exactly like that. It was uh, uh, something about, like, he's talking about being in a club, and he says, because I just see what I see my ex-girl standing with my next girl standing with the girl that I'm fucking right now. And I was like, all these things just fucked me up. I'm like, hold on. I got to rewind that and listen to that again. 
What's some other classic ones they get you? Uh, there was one I just thought of just now um, that I love, and it's in I can't remember what song it is. It's around the jewels song. LPs says, uh, "I hope you all run back, run naked backwards through a field of dicks." <laughs> Oh Jesus! It's like a really hard payoff in a line that is just—it's like simultaneously funny as it is like super hard. Yeah, That's I don't remember the—I don't remember the context of the rhyme, but it was it, that one's great. There's another one I've had. Let me um, see if I have it on my phone. Yeah, the another one that stands out to me is uh, Big Sean in Sacrifices. He says, um, "Like." Look at all the ones I've outlasted. I'm the one at the end, like you count backwards. I'm like, mm, mm. I feel it. I feel it, Big Sean. I feel That's like good. I feel like you're cheating because you get to look some up. I'm about to go and look some up. Oh, I, no, no, no. I remember. I remember. Uh, you know, it's it is funny, and I, you know, all my picks are always mainstream as hell because you know those are the songs you hear a lot of times. You hear the same rhymes over and over, and these are like, you know, a lot of guys are working in studios with writers and producers helping them craft amazing lines but um in that schoolboy q uh song that part kanye west has a great a great verse that the first time i heard it i was like what is this this is what like because it's you know to start the verse with seven okays (laughs) your first whole line is just a bunch of okays um and I remember reading an interview with Schoolboy Q or even Schoolboy Q was like the, when we, he sent that back to us and that verse was on the song, they listened through and they're like, what? And they listened to it again. They're like, Oh, like it didn't click till yeah. the second time through that they, that, that they even listened to it in the studio. But, uh, in that, in that song, he says, uh, wifey gonna kill me. She's the feel female OJ. Ah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, to, you know, to have just a clever line in general, but also because her dad was OJ's lawyer and, you know, like, yeah. and, I mean, it's just, it was just a really nice little, uh, you know, pointing toward the elephant in the room is, you know, him and, and you, Kim you Kardashian. You would think that that would make somebody stay away from it. <laughs> like, I know. You would think like, they'd be like, oh man, that's a clever line, but I need to let somebody else write that. Yeah. Like, that's not But funny. I mean, that's, that's Kanye West. So quick correction. It, that late text line was Lil Wayne. Oh, it was not Drake. I remembered it, but you know, like I'm glad to know that it's not Drake because fuck Drake. But what the fuck? Look, but see, when Drake first came out, there were so many of his things that sounded like Lil Wayne to me. I mean, Lil Wayne's who put him on and signed him. I don't know if you knew that. No, I know. Okay, so I I suspected like when he first came out, I was like, is he attempting to make his voice sound like Lil Wayne? Because there'd be like little like ad libs and shit, and I'm like. Pretty sure Lil Wayne just did those because there's there's no way somebody that's not Lil Wayne sounds that much like Lil Wayne. You know, okay, I'll take it back. Don't I'm, I'm not saying fuck Drake. Yeah, because Drake's fucking dope. But uh, I I don't know. It's somebody that how could somebody drive me so crazy at the same time? I'm just like, damn, dude, you're really good at this. Well, was there like a uh, was there a type of Drake that you did or did not like? I mean, because he's been through like. How many fucking albums has he got? You know, I I I like like sexy singer Drake, like the Hotline oh, yeah. Bling and all that stuff like that area. But at the same time, like that's this the thing that I don't like about Drake is just he go. I feel like you go through these these per- time periods where for four months every single song on the radio has him in it or he's the lead. Yeah, 
And then he goes away for a while. And then it's like three or four more months where Drake's in every goddamn song again. We're about to enter that season. Great. <laughs> it's. Well, I mean, you don't listen to the radio anyway, right? No, I do sometimes. Oh, but you won't have a radio. I have multiple vehicles. <laughs> oh, so you just, if you're showing like the stereo needs to be in that day, you take the vehicle that has the stereo? No, no, no. But I do drive the Honda Pilot sometimes. And that's where you get all your Drake time? That's where I get all my Drake time. My no, Drake but I also have a, I have a three month, uh, free trial of Sirius XM right now too. So, uh, they sent me an email. I got a random email that says, Hey, do you want this? You don't even have to put a credit card in. I was like, okay. Oh, you know what? When I first bought my car, it just had that shit. Mm-hmm. And it still has preview channels. Like, I turn it on, and there'll just be some bullshit playing. But it's never anything I want to hear. So. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. I love SiriusXM. What the fuck? You know why? One why? one reason. I'm oh, Two, three reasons. Jesus, that escalated. 90s on 9. Okay. Which is all just 90s tunes. Got it. Uh, Fucking Channel 38, Ozzy's Boneyard. That's just like... Old Metallica, Dio, Judas Priest, uh, uh, Sabbath, uh, Solo Ozzy. I mean, it's just like fucking boogie down, ripping, shred, heavy metal. And, uh, and then Channel 34, man, Lithium, which is just is all 90s alternative and grunge. I mean, it's just like, it is the, it is like the music I listened to on the radio growing up. Like we had a really good, alt rock station up in michigan and uh so that was like you know just fucking smashing pumpkins gin blossoms you know uh everything from allison chains to to fucking the super pop like goo dolls and stuff you know what's crazy is i'm sitting here i'm trying to think of what i listen to in the car and i don't think i can even tell you the last time i put something that wasn't rap on in the car interesting i feel like I feel like as the weather gets warmer, I just listen to more rap. That's that's fair. Because I want to party. It's part of music. Um, a good chunk of my time listening to music in the car, uh, embarrassingly enough, is like listening to demos of shit that I've been working on. Yeah. And I'll just, oh, yeah. I'll, no, I do. It's like that. a really good time for me to listen to stuff over and over really loud, really closely, and yeah. like really think about it. So it's like a, it's like a supplementary writing time no, for No, I me. do that shit, too. Um, speaking of driving, I had this question I was thinking of last week and I'm, I'm going to ask it now since we're talking about driving. Did anybody ever let you sit like on their lap and steer? Like when you were a kid, what age was that? Hmm. I bet my uncle did. My uncle Steve, um, lived in Northern Michigan and he, they like lived out on a farm. Yeah. And I'm sure he did that like in his like farm truck or something like that. He's a, what, he's a how, lumberjack. How old do you think you were? When he was a lumberjack for real. Like... Cut down trees type shit? Like, it's, they call them foresters. Loggers? Foresters. Like Subarus? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We got some, we got some oh. background talk. Um, uh, but yeah, he's a lumberjack. Anyway, uh, yeah, he probably let me drive around. I was probably eight, yeah. nine. I don't know. Oh shit. That's, that's younger than even I was thinking. Cause I was thinking around like, uh, 10 or 11 is when people started letting me sit on their lap while they drove. And I would steer, you know, and they would do the rest of the shit. And then I remember going out to my friends. Um, they took me with out to one of their friends, like, farm. Mm-hmm. And I got to drive this fucking, like, old Ford around. And we were, like, ripping around a field. And I remember thinking, like, oh, this is, this is, I'm just going to, like, I can whip it as hard as I want. I can peel out. And they're like, burn out, you know. But we're in a field, so it's, like, kicking up dirt. 
Well, I'm going. I mean, I don't know. I'm going kind of quickly, and I just start to slow down, and then I just I whip it, and the fucking truck tips up, and then pops back down. And they were like, "Yeah, so don't go that fast and turn like that, because you will flip us." And that was uh that was scary as fuck. Like I think back now, and I'm like, "Damn, I was just some random kid." That's not related to anybody. That's just a friend of a family out on someone, you know, someone's fucking property and they're letting me rip and I could have just like flipped us and, you know, mm-hmm. potentially killed us. Cause you know, damn well, none of us had seatbelts on. Right. One time, you know how like kids, like little kids, toddlers, you know, they, they watch us drive. Yeah. So when they have like a fake steering wheel or something like that, they just go left and they right. They just go hard. like this. Yeah. There. So one time I was out at my mother-in-law's property. Uh, they live on the Darby Dan farm property and, uh, we were buzzing around on a golf cart and I was like, Rowan was like, had to be four, five. I set him on my lap and I said, you want to steer, bud? Is that my phone? No, that's oh. like, that's somebody tuning a guitar. Uh, oh, um, I was like, you want to steer, buddy? And he's like, okay, <laughs> dude three seconds later almost rolled the dang thing because he's just going yeah this. yeah uh i do show the kids um i do talk to them about driving especially the important stuff like how to roll up the window when there's no Dude. fucking yeah. button but but on. i mean i just like you know like i i talk to them about it like while i'm doing it like um i'm a stick shift guy are you a stick shift guy i mean i used to drive a truck that had one but it's been some years you're you're the kind of guy who likes a good automatic, good yeah, smooth shift and automatic. Because I want to drive with my knee and eat chicken nuggets. I I still drive with my knee and drive a stick shift. Yeah, um, too much too much effort. No no no. I see. I like the stick shift because I really like to drive. I I really like driving. I like ripping around. You know that's why I like my Jeep because it is so small and so. Um, you should just get Mechanical. a fucking, call it a day, get a Mini Cooper, call it a day. No, see, it's you not. Look, you honestly look like someone that would drive a Mini Cooper. You, man. I'm just saying, with those clear glasses. If I got a Mini Cooper, it would be like an okay. OG Mini Cooper, like a 70s one, like a real deal one. Now, right okay. hand drive. As if I thought you look like somebody that drove a Mini Cooper, you actually look like somebody that would drive an original Mini Cooper. <laughs> now, I'm changing my initial thought. <laughs> no, I, you know, actually, when it comes to like, when it comes to cars, I like stuff that's like, big and loud like i like muscle cars like, I like novas and shit yeah i prefer i prefer mid-60s cars like you're i mean i grew up watching rap videos so like you're you're impala 64 65 impala or 63 64 impala you know your old thunderbirds your old you know the the big four-door boats back in the day biscayne yeah, chevy biscayne i mean biscayne's really just impala it it's is. just like a more family-friendly trim yeah uh, so I really like the big square boats more than anything, but I just, you know, big motors and loud and angry. You know, I do like that, but you're right. I am more of like a, uh, I want like a luxury vehicle. <laughs> you know, that's, if I, I like, if, like, are you like a windows up AC on all the time? Pretty much. Yeah. See, I, I will say this. Modern cars are not designed to drive with the windows down. No, they're, they're actually less fuel efficient and they're miserable. I mean, you open one window and it's like, well, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like, I it, do, I do the cracked window. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, still there, it's still not made to have the windows open. I used to have a 64 Rambler 
I remember that car. And um, you could have the both windows down. You could be going 70 miles per hour down the freeway, and this car is just screaming. But the way it's shaped, like there's no wind in the car, and there's no sound like like flopping wind because it's just but, not shaped. The but same at that way. point, it's like, what the fuck's the point of having the windows open? Like, if I open the window, I want wind to come in. You're like, fuck it, I'm gonna open the window, and the wind has been. It's just not in there. Like, what's the point of even having the window open? So you can fucking Dukes a Hazard jump in and out of the thing. Because fuck you, that's why. Man, that's fucked up. <laughs> no, honestly. Like, no, no, no. It, I mean, it is nice still. You know, you hang your arm out the window. It's, you're getting a breeze. Yeah, but then you get then one arm is tan. But then, the, but here's the best. Nobody wants that. Here's the best though. Okay. Is the old car has got the little triangle windows and you yeah. turn them in yeah. and then it's like air conditioning right down your shorts. It's amazing. Or you could literally turn on air conditioning. <laughs> Did, um, there's a car. I'm going to have to look it up here in one of our like <laughs> – I'm going to have to look this car up. But I'm pretty sure that one there's a newer car that they put a vent under the steering column to blow air like straight in your balls. Hell yeah. You know, I went, I drove up when I went up to Detroit a couple months ago or last month or whatever. Uh, my coworker had like a brand new, like a 2018 or 19, uh, Jeep Cherokee, Grand Cherokee. That shit had vented seats, like literally air conditioning from your, for your back and your butt. Yeah. That's, uh, it was amazing. That's very common in high end cars. They'll have not just heated, they'll have heated and cooled seats. And what's funny is like usually that's in a that's a pretty like upper car thing, dude. Hyundai offers that. The Korean the the Korean cars have really upped their game. Hyundai and Kia they're they're making good cars now. I could be wrong, but aren't they the same? The same company. Yeah, isn't that like the Toyota, Lexus, yeah, Honda, Acura? Yeah. Well, it's a little bit different because Hyundai and Kia are pretty much in the same class, same level. Uh, Hyundai split off Genesis as their um, you know, high end brand, but uh, dude, yeah. I'm lo- I'm looking it up. It might not be a, it actually might be an older car thing <clears throat> that like kind of went away. And you know, just let me let me call out the fact that I said uh, a vent under there to cool your balls off. It could be for women too, mm-hmm. or people that got you know all of the above, like <laughs> just all of the parts. Oh, what I was gonna say, uh, when I was talking about stick shifts. Is, you know, in the Jeep, you know, there's only four seats. So Rowan sits up front with me and, you know, I let's talk to him like about he just watches me and, and, and I was explaining to him how it stick shift worked. And like sometimes like on the way to school, I'll run the steering wheel and the pedals and I'll be like, I want you to listen to the motor and I want you to feel it and I want you to shift when you think it's right. And he's pretty good at matching my clutch foot. Wait, so. wait, so you're doing the clutching and he's, mm-hmm. what the fuck if he, did, what happens if he just goes, no, and no he's got to tell me, he's got to tell me, oh, he's got he's to tell me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, feel it, feel it. When are we going to shift? When are we going to shift? And he goes now. And then we do it. And, it, and it, okay. I'm cool with that. I was thinking like, no, he's not just fucking throwing yeah. it in the third. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you can't find him, grind him, boy. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Yeah. So it's definitely, um. Nut vents are definitely a thing of the past. Of the past? Yeah. I'm sure there's some cars out there still doing it. In like a PT Cruiser? (laughs) Dude, I don't know why those were ever a thing. Those are the worst. Mm -hmm. You know what else is the worst? Plymouth Prowlers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But one... um, That was part of that late 90s trend of 
trying to do these like throwback because there was, was like kind there, of there was a truck too. There was a Thunderbird. Uh, you know, Ford, uh, Ford did the, the new Thunderbird that had right. that little teardrop window. Right. Then they did that stupid truck, the HHR, the Chevy HHR, yeah, or whatever the fuck garbage. that thing was. And, uh, yeah, the, there was a, the whole 70, the whole like old vintage callback is working much better now with like your challengers and your chargers. Oh, stuff. yeah. The Camaro, you know, like the little hints that they're doing. There is a sweet car. You should look it up later. It's called the, uh, Equus Bass. 770 and it is a little boutique company and is, they, is 770 representative of the horsepower mm, i don't think so i no. don't know um but uh it's it's beautiful i mean it's like 150 or two hundred fifty thousand dollars something like that but it's like it's like the it looks like a, a weird hybrid between like a mid like an early to mid 70s uh or i'm sorry a late 60s uh early 70s mustang Mixed with like a late sixties, early seventies Camaro. It's basically like everything that's cool about the way muscle cars looked in the late sixties, early seventies. But then everything has this like really nice modern style it styling to it. And it's like the perfect hybrid of like old school car design and like new, really tough looking fast car. So out of the cars that they brought back, well, you started to talk about them, like the Challengers and the Camaros and shit okay. like that. Which, which ones do you like? Which one do you like? You know, I'm not like, really into the whole thing um but i will say i think that the like dodge is doing it better the charger oh, yeah. and the challenger i think that look the, they, they look way tougher the camaros look a little bit lame yeah and the charger just fucking I, i'm saying just get out of here with that one but the challenger the hellcat yeah like those are sick those things beast yeah and, and uh also i mean Let's not forget Chevrolet made the Corvette look like a fucking Batmobile now, so that thing looks crazy. The C the C seven or whatever. Yeah. Do you do you fuck with like those high end luxury cars like that? Like uh if you could get I would you know the price point of a Challenger? What are they? The Hellcat. What is it, fifty, sixty? That's yeah, probably in six probably sixty. 60s. Okay. So if you had that to spend on the car, is that what you what you would get? Or what would you get? No. What would you get? Am I required to get a new car? Yes. Yeah, I specifically want to know about newer cars. Oh, oh. Okay. Would you go luxury or would you go something else? Uh, if I had, if I had seventy grand, seventy five grand to spend on a car, I would either. Uh, You're really thinking, giving it some thought. No, because I'm trying to think like, would I like go really hard on like a really nice Jeep Wrangler, like all of the options, like the Rubicons or something? Yeah, the or the Moabs. Um, no, I'd probably get a Tesla Model S. Hmm. Honestly, maybe an X, maybe a Model X with the Gullwing doors. Wait, but that's like the weird uh, SUV kind of Tesla, right? But I would probably, I would probably get a Model S, like yeah. the big fucking ripping sports car. They just put in superchargers, like at the uh, Kroger. Right up by us. I wonder what the fuck they were doing, but they, they put in the superchargers there. And my work has at least two charge things per garage. So- it's, you know, I it's crazy. I work downtown. I'm in a lot of parking garages at big corporations, big companies. Yeah. There's a lot of... I live next to Upper Arlington. There's yeah. a lot of people with goddamn Teslas, Oh, man. yeah. Yeah, it's there's crazy. there's several. It at, just I mean it's work. it's it's just crazy to show that like you know people are taking it seriously, the electric car thing seriously. And um the Model 3, I'm seeing them all over the place and those things are $35,000. Brian Kozicki 
has one of those. I don't know who that is. Oh, shit. Think. I thought you knew him. Um, <clears throat> he used to run sound at a lot of the local events, and then he started a sound company. Now he's just fucking killing it. Oh, just awesome. absolutely killing it. Um, he's running sound for Red, White, and Boom again this year. Like, what's he been being broadcast to, like, NBC and shit? Or whatever news channel is doing it. Did you go down to ComFest at all this weekend? Fuck no. Not a ComFest guy? No. Just I just don't really fuck with that. Like, like I could care less about all the gross flapjack titties. And I could really care less about nearly anything that's there. Like, I don't want any of your handmade shit. I don't want fucking Nag Champa. I don't want patchouli. I don't want overpriced lemonade made with water from a hose. I don't want beer served in a cup in 111 degree weather and there's no koozie so my beer is warm because you poured it to me in a fucking two gallon bucket and I could only drink three drinks of it before it was hot if it was cold ever to begin with this is amazing keep going this, I don't, is, so, this is so good you, that, there is one fucking reason to go to Comfest those big turkey legs never, and never just, had one see you're fucking up and then when I go to Comfest I get the fucking taste of India curry wrap Always. Fuck that. Turkey legs. I fuck with that Viking shit. <laughs> and like the the only appeal to Comfest, honestly, is like going there and force exposing myself to a bunch of bands that for the most part I probably would never give a chance. And to sit in grass and constantly look around and be and have anxiety that bugs are crawling on me, because you know I don't fuck with the bugs or critters. Um so get a blanket, sit the fuck down. Obviously under a tree because I don't want sunburn. Like I burn very easily, as you can see. <laughs> it just, it's just, it's a fucking, it's just, <laughs> it's just funny. It's just funny because there's a lot of impassioned hatred towards Comfest in this city. And if you're listening to this and you don't know what Comfest is, it is the community festival here in Columbus, Ohio, which is, uh, the every, in the end of June for a whole weekend, a bunch of hippies take over. Goodale Park, one of the big parks here, and it's a lot of, you know. It's not a bunch of hippies. It is like, it is all of the legit hippies, like from fucking the entire uh, region. It is all of the real hippies from the region, and then it's a bunch of fucking weekend hippies. See, you know what I'm saying? Here's my that, that own like three tie-dye shirts, and they're like, you know what? It's time to get out the tie-dye shirts. And some... Big juggalo this. girl is gonna this. go. I'm fucking. It, let's pop the titties out. It's titty time. So it, it, a couple of observations because it's funny because I was literally talking to Sierra this afternoon about how I was like a little bit bummed that we didn't go to Confest because like it, I I honestly can't remember a year that I was in town that I didn't go. And a part of it is probably just because I lived in Victorian Village for a long time, so it was my neighborhood. Oh yeah. So like I didn't have to worry about parking. I walked there. My dad for a couple of years lived, um, on Denison across from the park itself. Mm-hmm. So like if you needed to like take a shit, you could go to his house. If you needed air conditioning, if it was raining, if you wanted to go drink beer for free, his house was like the weekend hippie party house. And so that was cool. But, um, and for everything that you said, you know, just kind of sitting and relaxing in the park and just people watching and listening to music. That I will say the, shit about. the people watching is fucking next level. And there are very few places that I can think of in the world that would ever ta- top Comcast no, that's people fair. watching. Uh, it is interesting to me that 
with the Confest haters specifically, the first thing that always comes up Flapjack titties. is women walking around with their tops off. And yes, yes, it's legal in Columbus, yeah. Ohio to walk around with your top off. And that's fine. Confest being as that it is hippies is a place where that, um, right is exercised a lot, often involving body paint. It's just interesting because I do feel like there's a lot less of that than you would think based on how much people talk about it. Because every single example of that is like the worst possible example. And then the next one comes by and I'm go, I go, you know, I thought the last one was the worst. It turns out they were this, that was the warm up. And this one is the worst. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, wait, that's not the worst. There's a fucking encore. Look, they just get flappier and floppier and fuck it. I'm just straight. Like it's, they're the worst. It's not like, it's not like, um, you know, the, the, (laughs) the ones you want to see. It's not like nice boobs. It's just. The worst boobs. I don't know, man. Boobs are boobs, but boobs are not boobs. That's like being like, oh, d- dicks are dicks. <laughs> boobs are not boobs. Yeah, it boobs sounded are really not, funny. B e w b s boobs. Uh, no, it's like it's like saying dicks are dicks. Speaking of old what, guy, speaking of dicks. No, no, old guy comment here really quick. Sure, because you, you spelled something boobs. Uh, somewhere along the line, titties started getting spelled out as titties with d's. Oh, with d's. That's so dumb. It's a, that's a meme thing. It's dumb. Fuck Gen Z and fuck their stupid rewriting of history. Well, <laughs> back in my day, there were titties. <laughs> yeah, and then we started putting a Z on the end of them. Titties. This is a stupid conversation. I know. Uh, but no, I really, you know, I genuinely was a little bit bummed that I wasn't at Confest this year. But I just like the atmosphere. I just like the atmosphere. Did I? Oh, God, this is this is me. You know, I come out of left field with shit. Did I ever tell you that I used to sell glass, like, pipes, like, bowls? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. You're talking to somebody who's never smoked a day in their life. But I happened to meet this guy. No. How did I get these? Here it is again. My brother. That's where they came from. My brother. Anytime there's any illicit activity, that somehow your brother's involved. It really is. It's It's really not painting my brother in the or my brothers in the best light but my brother gives me this tupperware one day and in it because i don't know i don't know why or how i'm really bad with like backstories and remembering certain details i don't know why he gave it to me but i opened the tupperware and there's like 30 little like bowls in there and i was like what the fuck is this and he's like oh you know so and so and he's mentioning names and shit and it's like people that you know he's known for uh, forever and have watched me grow up i'm like yeah he's like oh yeah he makes them i'm like no shit and so i get on the internet being me and you know how can i make money off that's exactly what i did i was like how much are these things so you were selling this shit on the streets oh fuck yeah because i i mean everyone i knew i thought you meant you worked at like waterbeds and stuff nah nope everyone i knew used to smoke weed everybody but me Oh, I know this, the, the groups that you ran in. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. And like, so I had all these bowls and I started looking at how much they went for. And I'm like, holy fuck. Shit's expensive. Yeah. Man. I was like, I'm going to undercut the fuck out of that. So I sold a few of them and then somebody got real pissed off because this is something I didn't know. Apparently, uh, different thicknesses of glass. And so the first time somebody dropped the one of the ones I, uh, 
sold to him? It uh, shattered into like a million pieces. Apparently, it was like super thin. Um, and and, and <laughs> so I, you're out there selling fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, at yeah a it premium. was like exactly, exactly. It's like buying the Amazon basics. Um, you know the shit. You know, you know what you're risking, right? But you'll you'll do it all for the Nookie. Um, no, so I, I I sold all those and I made a decent a decent little chunk of money. And I remember I was like, hey, can your uh, can your dude fucking blow some more of those things? He's like, oh, he's in prison. <laughs> I'm like, god damn it, like. I, why do I get one shipment of everything <laughs> before like, these motherfuckers like, get to Knowing me, I learned to blow glass, and then I started – I thought that's where you're going to go next. No. I I want to learn to weld, and I feel like if I had to learn to weld, I feel like somehow they're related. Like I need fire, and then through fire, I can heat up glass and then use a straw and blow into it. I mean, They're well, very different things. I don't know. I feel like they both take finesse. <laughs> that's true. No, actually not really. I guess welding is shit and like iron working, that's some man work. That's some like banging cold steel hammers and fight, you know, all that bullshit. They're t- taking that big forging metal. Yeah. And you're like, in and then glass is very like in a union and like, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, I just, I suck. I don't have a lot of hobbies like that. I need some hobbies like that. We should, that's what we'll do, Colin. Let's, let's create a side business right now making bulls. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go take some glass blowing uh, classes and like. So what are you going to be doing? Fucking bulls. Don't worry about it. Well, here's the thing. This is my thought process, right? Because you you said I'm always Heck looking cool bulls. <laughs> you, you LLC. Said you said I'm always looking for ways to spend things and make money. Medical marijuana, recreational marijuana. It's on a rise, right? I feel like no man. Anywhere you can get in that game, you can make money. That's what I'm saying. I feel like there's my entry point. We'll make, we gotta do something real niche and specific though. Like, is anybody making like death metal themed bowls? Like pentagrams and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Or like fucking bands. They're like ghost. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, like in Half Bake where they're like, oh, get out Billy Bong Thornton. <laughs> like we'll name them things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw, uh, I drove to Cincinnati on Friday night and, um, yeah, I'll drive to Cincinnati for a show, but I won't even drive down the street to go to your... I'm just kidding. No. I literally did not have time to get there. Um, but I went to Cincinnati and saw uh, Pelican. I didn't go to see them. I used to like that band a lot, but... The band, not the bird, right? Jesus, man. Talk about a band that needs to hang it up. Start new bands. Who, Pelican? Yeah. I don't know. I fell off after their second record, and maybe it's just because I'm an old guy who thinks their first record was better. I don't know, but I fell off, and it to me, it has never been interesting since. I think that they should start new bands. Anyway, um, but I saw Cloakroom. I don't know if you've heard that band. No. Um, but they're... Uh, if I were to describe it as anything, it's like... You know how like all the pop-punk bands started writing like grunge or like old emo sounding stuff like title fight and bands like that oh yeah yeah take that but then like add like thick layers of weed smoke to it it's just like really really fuzzy heavy stoner emo basically and uh weird so like it's like dark sad depressing music but like really like big emotional just like thick guitar stuff it's cool i really like it a lot what i was getting at was they had uh herbal grinders for sale uh, with their logo on them, like <laughs> herbal grinders. Yeah. So it was, for for crushing up uh, your pills because you're 70 year old for way too much. Twenty dollars is too much for that. Just saying. I don't. I have no concept. Can you get? I, are, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems way too much for that. 
Got it. Makes sense. Um, I've, I've got to get another hustle. I need more hustles. I don't, I don't know when, like, I don't know when I stopped. I think it's because I'm getting older, but I've stopped having the energy to hustle. So it's no longer every day you're hustling. It's like every Monday, Wednesday and Friday you're hustling. Yeah, it's like every weekend I'm hustling. <laughs> like it's just the weekends now. And and even then it's like, is it? Because now I'm starting to do like bullshit outside stuff and get burnt. Dude, I am I'm like legitimately scared to wake up tomorrow. I'm gonna be so fucking red. You know how like the red always sets in worse the next day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well if I'm this red today dude I I'm there today. I, what? So were you? Are you saying you were burnt yesterday? No, if you saw my back, I mean, it's it's like especially up here, it, yeah. it's it's bad. I was like, gonna say because you don't look burnt. I also spend a lot of time outside, like a lot of time. Like I will just sit outside. I will I will sit in the hammock. I'll sit in a chair. I'll listen to music. I'll read a book. I like I like to just be outside. So like as soon as it's warm enough, I'm out there. Uh, but the crazy thing is, I have clear glasses. My glasses are clear and I somehow I still have a fucking raccoon face <laughs> and I, well, I don't know how you, it's because they're blocking the UV and the UV is what burns you. Did I ever tell you when I first got these glasses, they put the fucking uh, transition lenses in them. That sucks. I know. And uh, it was when I started, um, it was, I had just started this job. I got the glasses and I was actually at your company and I was at the uh, north location, and it was real bright, and I walked in, and you know how you got to, like, go down all those fucking <laughs> stairs? I, dude, I was like – those. first of all, for those of you that don't know, transition lenses are not dope as they sound. Like, you would think, like, oh, if you walk outside and they get dark, it's like having sunglasses, but you don't got to keep – you know, if you have prescription lenses, you don't got to keep switching your glasses. And it sounds amazing in theory, right? Nobody tells you that when they're at full darkness, they take like 15 minutes to be clear again. So I walked in from outside and I'm like, okay, are these fucking things going to change? No, they were not going to change. So I'm trying to make my way down those crazy ass spiral staircase. Yes. I'm trying to go down that and I'm like feeling on the wall and it's like, what options do I have? I can either wait until they turn clear or I can take them off and then I just can't see because I don't have my glasses on. So that was fucking stupid. Um, and the main reason I agreed to try them is because I was like, you know, I when I get in the car, sometimes I used to just fucking hate driving because the sun would be, be beating in. I didn't have prescription sunglasses or I would take like a pair of bullshit glasses and put them over top my glasses just to drive for that little bit of time. And I was like, OK, this will be tight. I'll wear them in the car. And that way when I'm driving and there's sun, blah, 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 I'll have glasses. Nobody tells you that it literally doesn't work, not because of light. It works because of UV. So almost all car windows have a layer of, of thin film in the glass that block UV. Oh, so, so it didn't even work. No, it didn't even fucking work. It was stupid as fuck. So and those things like after a while just like start being like residually yellow. The, the transition they? like like uh, you, maybe maybe they fixed that. They probably fixed But back that. in the day it used to be that way. That um, made me sound old. Well, you've worked on a computer a fuck ton. Do, mm-hmm. Did you ever wear those yellow glasses? Have you ever put them on? Yes. It it really does look like you're seeing an HD for the first time. No, I I'm like, "Holy fuck, this is weird. I just don't want anybody to see me." I I, I care is not something I'm very good at. Oh, me I either. wear cheap glasses cuz I break them and I don't have sunglasses. 
You fuck with the Warby Parkers? I fuck with the Warby Parkers just because it's I can afford it because I, I you know, I would love to be one of those guys that's got like a really nice pair of Ray-Ban Clubmasters, you know, but like, uh, are those Clubmasters? No, oh, but they're Ray-Bans. You know what I mean? Like uh, the really nice Ray-Bans. What like, the fuck? I really feel like you're shitting on my Ray-Bans right now. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I'm like, Colin, I have Ray-Bans. You said, are those Clubmasters? No, you're like, no, no, no. Fuck those. I mean the really nice that, Ray-Bans. That did sound you like shit on me. Sorry. You shit on sorry. my glasses. Sorry. No. Because yours are way better by their very nature. Because they're Ray-Ban? Because they're Ray-Ban. Man, fuck that. I can't dig myself out of that one. That was shitty. Yeah, you shit on me. Jesus. But it's okay. I'm fine with that. I wear shitty glasses because I treat them like shit is what I was getting at. Gotcha. And I just don't get sunglasses for some stupid ass reason. Because this was brought up to me yesterday. My best friend was like, why don't you just get some from Warby Parker? And I was like, because I want a really nice pair of Ray-Ban Wayfarers sunglasses. How much are those? Like, you keep talking about them. How much are they? I'm thinking 350 for the frames and then a couple hundred bucks for the lenses. Do These you, were 95 all in. Do you not have insurance or something? No, my insurance doesn't pay for, pay for that. I, I don't have corporate insurance like you do. I have small business insurance. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. That's why... I have decent eye care insurance because um, I'm pretty sure these frames were like a little over three. And I don't know about your. I think I have like $150 allowance or something like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. My my shit's way over that. Um, I also have to pay extra for like the creme de la creme fucking lenses because I got some bullshit eyes. Are you like when you like take your glasses off, is it like you're blind as a fucking bat? Um... More so now. I let me explain something. So when I I I neglected to go get um an eye checkup for like a few years, right? And then I go get one and it used to be like I could wake up and if I didn't put my glasses on in the morning, I could function the whole day without my glasses. I could read, I just had to kind of squint. I could drive just fine. I could play sports, I could throw a ball, like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I was good. I go and get a new prescription. And they're like, oh, yeah, your your shit's definitely outdated, right? They give me the new shit, and over the course of, like, the next, like, six months, it fucked my eyes up so bad. Like, I could see really well with my glasses on, but I'd have to wake up and put them on. There was no more getting up and doing anything. All hmm. of a sudden, it's like just in that six months of having my new glasses that were supposedly my right prescription, it made me so heavily dependent on them that I couldn't function without them. And it, it was like only after I got the new glasses. So it was 100% that. Weird. Yeah. It was super weird. Like mine have, like I've had glasses since I was in like third grade and they've gotten, they've gotten worse over time, obviously, yeah. but like it's still not that bad. Like if I could take them off, I can, you know, like I can still make out the numbers on that board over there. Can you there. still see the dick? That's uh, too light. I can see the hairy balls, <laughs> but like I can read the numbers and I can make out some of the letters, you know, like. It's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, my shit's my shit's really bad. When I was uh really young, I had an eye that turned in, I had a lazy eye, but it turned inward. So I had a stupid fucking uh strong prescription and I also had to <laughs> had to wear an eye patch for a little while to force the other eye to like stop turning in and do some work cuz I up them off. When they say you have a lazy eye, maybe. Yeah. When they say you have a lazy eye, they're not fucking joking. Like, the way they fix a lazy eye is force it to work. (laughs) That's fucking wild. But anyway, so I had a prescription. um, 
when did I get it? I think I got it in kindergarten, either kindergarten or first grade, right? And then I religiously went like every year and got new glasses. My mom did that before school every year, make sure I could fucking see in school. And one year I went to uh, Lens Crafters at City Center Mall when it was still around and they doubled my prescription on accident. And I was a kid. I was like maybe second grade, third grade tops. And I get them. And I remember walking through the mall and I was telling my mom, like, I said, these do not feel right. And she's like, no, you say this every time you get glasses. Like there's an adjustment period. I'm like, yeah, I know. But I feel like the floor is basically at my chin. Like the floor has come up to my chin. Like something is (laughs) fucking, something is not right. I go a whole week like that. What? Yeah, a whole week. And I'm complaining and they just think I'm being a kid. They take me back and they had this like machine where they put your glasses on and it essentially it could go through the glass and check what the prescription was. They doubled my shit. So they were like, oh, I'm really sorry. We doubled his prescription. I'm like, you know, it's like, see, I told you my shit's Now looking up. back, it's because, you know, that person was making like $6 an hour and hated their life because they worked at the fucking mall. I mean, probably, it was probably making less than that. <clears throat> um, when I got in eighth grade, I got a checkup and they basically said like, you don't need glasses anymore. Awesome. Great fucking news. I'm going into high school. And that was back. You know, glasses weren't cool in the fucking 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you wore glasses, you were just immediately a nerd. So I went through all of high school with no glasses. They said I didn't need them. And then when I was, like, 18, I started noticing, like, I couldn't see as well as I used to. And, like, I was at the height of when I had AOL and I was out of school. I didn't have a job. I was just doing, like, some design stuff on the side for money. Um And I remember, like, I started stealing my mom's glasses and, like, being able to see. And I'm like, holy shit, why can't I see it on my mom's glasses? Because we were both farsighted. And so I go back and get a checkup, and they're like, "Uh, your eyes are super fucked. You should have never stopped wearing glasses. I'm like, but this dickhead told me I could stop wearing glasses. So I don't have the best, like, track record with with eye care. That sucks. I know, man. They fucked me up. Bitches. We Why do we always have background noise? It, like, doesn't matter. And sometimes you can't even hear it. And like, we bitch about it. I don't know. Most of the episodes. And sometimes you can't even hear it. I was talking to Kyle about that over the week or over the, or yesterday. I was talking to him about it yesterday. And he's like, he's like, yeah, if you guys record at your house, uh, you can hear water and the dog walking around. And if you record at the practice spot, there's like bands playing. And I don't know what the lesser of two evils are, but I've just pretty much accepted it. I wish I knew anything about fucking audio and how to do shit because I feel like there's a way to, you know, isolate us through a noise gate or something. I also don't think it's that big of a deal. It's not. I'm a fucking, I'm just a perfectionist. No, I get it. I bitch about everything. I get it. No, you don't. I'm just kidding. You do. Jesus. I know. Are your kids uh, doing any extracurricular activities like through the summer? They fucking any clubs or sports or any of that bullshit? Uh, nope. As of now, no. Uh, do, we have soccer they, starting in the fall. Oh, okay. I was going to say, do they play any sports? But I think you did tell me they play soccer. Not all of them. This, I think this time it's just going to be Miles and B. But, um, yeah, that's going to start in the fall. But, no. It, Are they good at sports? Uh, not particularly. Uh, Miles is. Miles is the the middle. He's the athletic one. Sierra's dad was an athlete. Um, and he's... You know, he's good at stuff. Like, he's good at playing soccer. He's good at playing baseball. He's 
he picks stuff up really quickly. Yeah. The other two, not so much. Do you nurture that? Um, I, I nurture it without pushing it, you know, like Mm. I, 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 I don't want to be one of those parents like that. Like, look, man, if you really don't want to do this thing, I'm not going to make you do it. Yeah. Uh, as, as far as something like that goes, um, extracurricular crap. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of it's just a conversation. You know, I was pitching to miles and he was hitting nine out of 10 pitches. And I was like, dude, you want to play baseball? And he's like, no, I want to play soccer still. Yeah. Okay. So like, do I nurture it? Not particularly in a way that's like, oh, okay. Okay, buddy, we're going to go outside and practice for a while. Yeah, I did. You know, when they were playing soccer a year ago or a couple of years ago, I did take them to do some dribbling practice and stuff like that. And um, we went to their school. It was I felt really cool. We went to their school that has like a really, really long field. And I was like, all right, guys, I want you to dribble to the end of the field and back. And they whined about it and they were like, all right. And they did it and they got back and I was like, that was awesome. Good time. I was like, do it again. Uh, and I was like, yeah. And I was just like, man, this is, this is the way dad yeah. should feel. Um, Hayden's in cross country. Yeah. He's ripping it up, eh? Yeah. I'm, that's pretty tight. Um, which is cool. I'm glad that he found so many likes because like he's kind of like I was. I, I was never like, baller at any sports or anything like that like I didn't really have a lot of shit that I was good at I was really really good at shooting a basketball like when it came to when it came to things like that like I could do certain things like you couldn't fuck with me like you could give me the ball anywhere on the court and I could just make it but I fucking sucked at dribbling so like I I wasn't a good basketball player because of that and then like I could I could hit the ball every fucking time when I went out to bat but I kind of sucked at like all the other stuff in baseball. So like I couldn't play any of the infield bases and I couldn't really pitch that great. There was always somebody better and you didn't really want me an outfield because like I'd get blinded by the light and then just not catch the ball. So like I fucking sucked at all the positions except for hitting. There's always like this one little thing in each thing that I'm, I'm good at, Yeah, but I wasn't like good at any sports. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good at sports. Yeah. And, and it's crazy. I feel like, Hayden's the same way. Like he's the smart kid, and um, I, you know, I I I did the same thing. Like in grade school, I scored really awesome on my test and stuff like that. Like I had that, but I was also a dickhead, and I was always in in school suspension and peak and shit like that. So <laughs> he's yeah. he's like growing up like the exact same way I did. Yeah, it's and that's the thing. Like that's you know, Rowan's like that, you know, he's the, I think I've brought it up on here before, you know, he's, he's, he's perfectly, if I let him, he'd be perfectly content staring at a screen from the moment his eyes open in the morning to the moment they shut at night. And I would venture to say most kids are pretty content with that, but, but like he gets life from. (laughs) It sounds like, sounds like whale noises. Jesus. Um, he gets like life from like, digital stuff you know like doing stuff like he likes learning how to code and things like that you know and uh so i go back and forth on like screen time stuff with him because it was like it's just like i don't like when i was his age i like if my mom would have said no don't sit in your room by yourself and play video games go outside and have the job you have now probably. i would be like no this is what i want to do yeah you know what i mean because that started to train i mean that only lasts so long you can't always what the absolute <laughs> fuck is that that's somebody that's got a new toy and they're 
It sounds like a almost like an alarm or like a uh, like a cop car. Yeah, or like somebody turning a vacuum on and off. I don't. Yeah, it, it worries me though. Like, what if it's what if it's something that we're supposed to be concerned with? Like, is it an alarm? I don't know. Let's, I would hope this place has an alarm, but I never type in an alarm code. Let's give it a couple minutes. Yeah, if that shit's still happening, maybe we'll pause it. And, <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> Where and are we inve- at right now anyway? Investigate. Holy shit, we're at an hour and eight. There we go. We must have fucking... The, uh, what was that opening? We must have rap conver- or conversed about rap for a while. Um, oh, I lost. Where were we? I lost my train of thought. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to concentrate with that, that I'm hootie hooing. I'm on beer four here too, so... I'm sipping. It was not my first drinks of the day either. I can tell uh, you came in here with a fucking big ass smile on your face, <laughs> and then you and then you flexed on me. He said, "Sun's out, guns out," and you flexed. You know, it's interesting. I was like thinking about this. It is funny that we both happened to come like sleeveless today. Yeah. Uh, the it is interesting to see the idiosyncrasies and how we cut each other, or how we cut each other's shirts, how we each cut our shirts, because yours is like, let me, ex- I'm going to explain my shirt in a minute, but go on. This is my, this is my interpretation yeah. of it. Yours is like, I'm playing guitar in unearth at Ozfest on the second stage. Yeah. Yours is that. It's cause I got the wide tops and, and I, and cause yours is mostly just the sleeve taken off. Yeah. I'm going to explain in a minute. And so you're like, I'm on stage playing guitar for a band like Unearth in 2005 at Ozfest. And I am like sweaty white trash dude in the pit during said band. Yeah. That's, that's the, the, I cut mine lower. So I'm going to, I'm going to explain this now. (laughs) The only reason I cut this is because you know how we had the conversation about weird fucking sleeves? Yeah, 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 yeah. These sleeves sucked, right? Let me tell you where I got this shirt. I was bopping around on the internet, and what was it? It might have been like Karma Loop or something. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Okay. There was this thing that was like, you know, $20 mystery package, and it said what it would contain. It would contain a pair of pants, a T-shirt, a sweatshirt, a jacket and two accessories. I said for for twenty dollars. They didn't say what it would be, right? All they said was, it "Oh, would, it was just like in our warehouse sale." Yes, it was a it was a and it, they said it would be designer. And I said, you know, I buy a lot of shit from there. They sell a lot of streetwear shit. I'm gonna just take my chance and spend the twenty because I am intrigued. Mm-hmm. I gotta find out. I order it. My shit shows up. It is, I think there's seven things. Six of them are from the same guy. And one of them is the thin wallet with an emoji on it. Nice. So that was what one, emoji? Uh, like the, you know, the face that has like the tongue sticking out, one eye's kind of wink closed. Like, and one, yeah, that one. And I said, what the fuck did I buy? <laughs> I open the package. I see the wallet and I immediately I go, well, I'm giving that to Hayden. So I give Hayden the wallet. I start taking the clothes out one by one and all of them are from the same guy. It's, and I don't, I, I'll have to show you the tag. It's like Brian something, some with an L, right? Bricks. I have no fucking idea what it is. So I have to look this dude up and what he does is he's super popular in like the upper echelon rap world, right? Hmm. His name's Brian something. And what he did was he, 
he takes um he takes popular drugs right like whether it's like Adderall or whatever and he like puts the logos and things on clothes so that BR it's like uh, RX prescription so it's I not see. I don't know what this is so the BRI is for Brian and then the R and the X prescription right it's because that's his thing mm. I still have the sweatshirt I, I gotta show you a fucking picture of this so the pants that came they look like Adidas tracksuit pants they're white mind you nice they're white black stripes down the side no other defining markers. They look like Adidas. The jacket is a zip-up track jacket. Again, looks like Adidas. The sweatshirt is a pullover um, crew neck. On the back of it, there is the number 60. Like a, It's like, a, like sports teams. It has a 60. And the name across the top is Adderall. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I have I have this bright white and also like fucking everything was white i'm like what the fuck am i in the migos like i don't understand like why like who's wearing this so i wasn't mad but i was like this was this is this is hilariously teaching me a lesson to not buy mystery packs from karma loop because so weird man. nobody was buying this shit anyway so so this thing shows up and i go you know what this is thin i actually like the way this shirt feels I couldn't deal with the sleeves. They sucked. So I literally cut them at the seam. I did not cut it extra. I didn't do anything. I cut it at the seam. One day it started to rip. I cut it down more. This shirt has never been worn out the house until today. And the only reason. Now it's being worn on the internet. Yeah, it is. I can fucking watch me like, I'll I'll like gray it out or something. I'll I'll, blur it out like a Dr. Dre video. Exactly. I'll blur it out. Like there's some titties here. Do it. Um, no, I've never worn this shirt out. And it's be- does it have anything on the back? Yeah, it says BRXI and then two big zeros. Oh, see? I didn't even fucking know that. I don't even remember this thing. I wasn't going to wear it at all. And then I just didn't fucking care. I was um, running late. What is that? Repping Northern Widows, baby. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. The, actually, I actually, I didn't design this logo, but I put this shirt together for him. I put the text on the back and stuff like that. But uh, uh, You conceited bastard. You're wearing your own shit. No, no, no. Technically. No. I, technically. Uh-huh. I set up files for them. Um, but, uh, no, I, you know, it's funny. I was, happened to wear this today. It wasn't on purpose, but one year ago today, they put out their full length. That was like one of my favorite heavy records of last year. Not because two of the members are also in my band, but, um, I legitimately think they made like an incredible record and they were gone too soon. How do you feel about, those style of logos though unreadable metal logos yeah fucking love them do you yeah i've never i've never liked them i like ones that are crazy enough but but i can still make out that's fair like that one kind of looks like tree roots yeah yeah i don't i can't get down with that no i fucking love it i was also the same way like uh back in the graffiti days i used to love like crazy graffiti that you could read but i also needed to read it I never understood the point. Like, so those, do you like do you like when it comes to heavy music with screamed vocals? Do you like to be able to hear the words even though they're aggressive? Um, so I feel like that's the same thing, same difference. Yeah, and and honestly, for the most part, I do because like I'm saying, like you don't, you probably don't like listening to like death metal. Like, <laughs> no, no, I do. No, I like shit like that. Okay. Um, but. I, what I gravitate to and love the most are things that have all the pieces. Sure, like I sure, want, sure. I want a good sounding album. 
I want good guitar tone, good bass tone. It's like it's just building the perfect thing. I want a readable logo. A readable logo. Fuck it. Throw that in there. I want um, I want the vocals to sound good. And then if I can also understand them and then bonus points, if they're actually good lyrics and something like what's my uh, repostability of those lyrics? Like, do I want to copy a piece of that lyric and put it on the Internet to describe how I feel at hmm. that moment? There, that's my, you know why? And, and I just described the ghost inside. They are. You really like that band. Fucking love them. Fucking love them. No, I, I, uh, to be totally honest with you, that's just I have not given them time. That what about counterparts? You and I went like I, I could tell you vaguely what that band sounds like. You Didn't they just put out a new something or other counterparts? Like a new song? Yeah, like a week ago or a couple days ago. If they did, even I haven't checked oh. out yet. How how are you? Okay, how do you stay up to date on all these things? <laughs> like because I feel like I, I'm, and this is no bullshit. I feel like. 50% of the time that I find out about something new, it's because you posted it on the internet. And I go, God damn, I gotta, it's you know, like, I'm, it's I'm weird. Keeping up with my news by checking you. It's feed. weird. It's weird because it's just like what I like to do. It's like, I just so like, do you hunt it down? I totally hunt it down. I'm, I, it's, I am consistently, I always am returning to like the tried and true. Like, I still, go to lambgoat.com oh, I, I still go to lambgoat I still go to the PRP you know like I still get like my scenester hardcore metal news that I did not know still existed yeah and, and um, you know I still I still do that um, I read Pitchfork I read well you know Vice just tucked Noisy back into their bigger picture but I read Noisy you know I'm like constantly just you know watching music videos on YouTube you know things like that going down rabbit holes of you know, recommend it if you like, yeah. you know, kind of things. And, and I've always been that way. I've always, it, it's, it was, it's funny because I was arguing with my friend about this, about how, you know, we were arguing about how, like, uh, you got like Led Zeppelin three or whatever the, whatever the Led Zeppelin record everybody thinks is the best. And cause I, I didn't grow up with Led Zeppelin. So, mm -hmm. it, uh, you know, and he was basically like saying like a no band now could put out something that's that. And I was like, well, I don't think that's I, I understand the mindset behind that. But it's like part of it was because in the 70s, there was only like so many bands, you know, and it's the the amount of bands has exponentially grown. Yeah. So I was like, if the Internet existed in the 70s, there would be like a 100 Led Zeppelins that were equally as awesome. That's and uh, so. And, and it's the discovery. I feel process. like that's a scary. I feel like that's a almost heretical thing to say that oh, there would be a hundred Led Zeppelins if the internet existed in the seventies. But I, I honestly think that's true, <laughs> especially because like Led Zeppelin's whole career was built on ripping off riffs from the black music of the twenties and thirties in America. Mm. But uh, anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's. It, where I ended up in the end of that conversation was that, you know, some people are always looking to what they like looking back, like best music has passed. And I still believe that the best music is to come. And so I'm always looking at for what's next. And I've recently been getting a ton of hate, uh, from 
some in our local music community because I love the new Baroness record to the point where like I've listened to it like 30 times in the two weeks it's been out. And, uh, um, but it's because I'm always just looking for something new. I'm always looking for something new. I just want something new to listen to. Just recently, I started actually following bands and shit like that on like Spotify or like liking them or marking them favorite, whatever the fuck you do to, to signal to signal like, hey, let me know when they got new shit. I just recently started doing that and it's kept me it's kept me a little in the know. Right. Um, like I did it with like uh, I do it with some rappers and shit, too. Like I follow Joyner Lucas. So like that. I love when he puts out new shit and I do it on uh, YouTube as well. So I'll follow shit just to let me know when there's like a new track that's out there. But I, I have been wondering like where the fuck you do it and, or where the fuck you discover all this stuff. So it makes sense that you're hunting it down. I also, but I mean, again, I also like make a point to go see like a lot of live music too. It, it's just, it's just, I just like hearing new stuff, uh, hearing different things. And, um, it's also interesting though because i feel the old guidance creeping in though because there is a lot of times like especially now because there's this huge resurgence with the young hardcore kids yeah that everyone's into early 2000s metalcore again and there's like it's like primarily like, knock loose fault though well yes for sure but i mean they're like the flagship or like the poster boys for this whole yeah. scene right now yeah like a band like like or i honestly think before Knock Loose, it was Code Orange that was really doing a lot of that, bringing that early 2000s metalcore thing to the table. I just don't like that band. And I know, we've talked about this. I love them, personally. But, um, uh, you know, even, like, I love a band like Code Orange. I love that vain band, you know. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, it's just like, the old guy in me, like, I, I rem- now I know why, like, the old guys did it when I was a young yeah. hardcore kid. Cause it's like, yeah, Disembodied did this shit in 1998. Yeah. And it was way better. You know what I mean? Like, you listen to Code Orange as I Am King and it literally sounds like an early Martyr AD record or Disembodied just with better production. So, like, I mean, like, it's really a, you know, it's, I mean, it's just like, so. Yeah. It's, um, it, yeah, I, I, I find I I see that kind of weird. Like, there's a part of me that's the old guy that wants to be like, yeah, the old bands did it better. But then there's a part of me that's like always looking for something new to listen to. Yeah, I think. And you sort of you you said something about the internet and like how if the internet existed, there'd be a bunch of Led Zeppelins. Um, I think the internet is responsible for not just the dis, the, the the discovering of music. It's responsible for the pushing, like uh, the pushing the envelope, right? Mm -hmm. Because I remember when I was first starting to play, you know, we were all 16 through like 20. That was like our age range of my first band. And I was 17 or 18 when we played our first show. And I remember people just telling us like, oh my God, you guys were so awesome for such a young band. And it was super rare to have these like young bands playing and holding their own with these established local metal musicians. And then as time went on, you know, somewhere in my like late twenties, I was going out to shows and I was seeing these kids that were quite literally 14 through 16 playing way better shit than I was even playing in my late twenties. And, I, and it was just like, what the fuck is going on? And they're on the internet and they're learning shit and they're finding these bands and they're getting inspired from these bands that are all over the fucking world. And it, it really pushed the shit. But with that came like a lot of 
hey, this is garbage and this is trash and like people being bullies. Is there anything like bully wise or like internet troll that would ever make you stop doing something? Like what, what's your threshold? Like if you posted something and you just overwhelming, like hundreds of people were just like, this is trash. Like your old shit was so much better. What would that do to your? Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like, like if, if somebody said what I said 15 minutes ago when I said I saw Pelican on Friday night and that's a band that needs to hang it up and start new bands. Yeah. What, what if like the new Maranatha record, like that's what happened? Somebody drops that comment. To, to be honest with you, I, I, <laughs> I would probably be like, okay, you know, if, if enough people are like, Hey buddy, time to hang this shit up. It's not cool. Yeah. You know, I see what you're trying to do here, like a Black Sabbath meets new metal. <laughs> uh, but, um, that sounded so lame saying it out loud. Um, but, um, you know, yeah, if, if, if people came back to me and, and were like, hang it up, dude, I'd think about it. Think about it. But, see, you know, I also, I also firmly believe, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I am personally an artist first. So it's like, I don't make anything with the thir- first thought being what is such and such going to think about this yeah. what are the kids going to think about this what uh, are people going to want to buy this or does that, I write does music that come I- into the, the writing process at all though <sighs> no see it does for me and that's weird i write music that i want to hear I, okay. I i write music that i uh you know i when i especially when i started maranatha specifically because when i started maranatha as i had quit king's blood maybe six months prior because I was having a second kid and it was going to be too, I thought it was going to be too much for me at the time. And mm. it very well could have been too much for me at the time. Uh, but I was, you know, a couple months later was itching to play music again already. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make some music at home. That's what I want to hear. I want, I, I, I want to do a mixture of uh, somewhere between, uh, crowbar entombed and terror. Like that was my whole deal. That was my whole thing. And, yeah. uh, and, and it was just music I wanted to hear. And, you know, uh, even that first EP kind of makes me cringe a little bit because some of it's just really bad in my opinion. But, um, but I think that people respect, um, for the most part, people respect, um, ownership of ideas. So like, if you say, you know, like I really believe in this, I think people tend to respect that even if they don't like it. Um, but no, I, I think I could be pushed to the point. <laughs> I think I could be pushed yeah. over the line of like, Hey, this, this music's not good, man. I'm actually, I'm the opposite. If, if enough people said that it would, to me, it would be a challenge to go back and fix it. And I'd want to, I'd want to win those people over. My pride wouldn't let me just quit. Oh yeah. You know, that's a good way of looking at it. Uh, that's a good way of looking at it. But then after I get it, I I might think about quitting then, but I want to like, hear because I don't I don't want to like. But dig you said myself back so. Into it. So part of your writing process takes into consideration like <clears throat> what are people going to think of this? Yeah. So for I first and foremost write for me and what I think is dope, right? But I think part of being an artist is after you write something, you have to introspectively look at it from all angles. No, that's and fair. like was I caught in the moment? And so I look at it and I go, first of all, do I still like this a day, a week, a month later? Okay, I do. Now, how do I think this is going to go over live? Thinking about who we play with, what we play, compare this to our other songs, does this fit in? If it does, great. If it doesn't, how do I make it? Does it just need one tweak to a part that ties it back in? Like, 
we have uh, we have one or two songs that are pretty melodic and punky all the way through, and that's just kind of that. But then most of our songs have like ass beaters in them. You know what I'm saying? Like these breakdowns that mm-hmm. make people want to like mosh and shit. And like if you think about putting the melodic song into a set, it's like where the fuck does that go? You're going to have a very boring part of your show if the majority of people are coming out and they want to dance to your shit. Mm-hmm. And then you just sit there and play like a punk song. So, okay. So let me – I will say that that's, that that's fair. And I will say that I maybe used to – think that way a lot more mm. specifically with maranatha like, yeah your genre doesn't really call for that well yeah that's that, i mean that's one thing is like i'm really just trying to make music that's like heavy and makes people want to bang their head yeah and i will you know i mean we're playing with two stoner metal bands tomorrow night that's going to be like you know these are bands that will repeat a riff for five minutes and you know and so but i mean i i, I would with Maranatha live set live anything was never the point like I never even really expected to do the thing live and then it became a band but even now it's just like it's nice like I really like playing live but it's nice to only play once every one to three months and so I don't write music with a set list in mind I write music because I want to record it and I want people to hear it and I want people to engage with it and if that means people hate it because as long as they engage with it, even if they hate it, I'm okay with that too. But I will say that if enough people hated it, I would think about hanging it up. So not hanging up music. Yeah, no shit. That's <laughs> that's like the one thing. Like no matter how many of my hobbies come and go, that's always the constant. It's something to do with music. I'm either consuming it or I'm creating it. One mm-hmm. of the two. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what form. I'll play rock. I'll play emo. I'll fucking write rap songs. It doesn't matter. Like I will be doing music 100 percent of the time. Um, I just showed my wife the other day how to like start up studio one and I have like a, a weighted key, like with velocity sensitive keys and stuff for a keyboard. And I showed her how to start it up. And I, I like always let my daughter play the piano and just bang on the keys. So I have a, a template. Like when you open studio one, you click on the one that says piano, it opens the VST pops in there. It's ready to go. My wife, like the other day, she's like, uh, She's walking around the house. I'm letting my daughter bang on the keys. And she walks in and goes, can you show me how to open this? It was the first time in the history of us where it wasn't, hey, could you do that fucking quieter, right? She's like, will you show me how to open this? And then I heard her up there like playing, trying to like play piano. And uh, then when I came upstairs, because I heard her, I was like, damn, she's kind of like, she's kind of jamming. That sounds sad. And then I go upstairs and she's done a, a YouTube search for like how to play sad piano music. And it was a fucking tutorial. That's awesome. Over here. And then she was learning and I was like, this is tight as fuck. Like that's why I got it is because it's fun to fuck with. That's the one thing I regret never learning how to do is playing piano better. So I've been periodically learning little, you mm-hmm. know, little things. And I just bought uh, some of the stickers the other day that you put on the keys so you can like you know yeah yeah because yeah. i know like it starts like c is like your main key and then it, it you know i know all the i know everything throughout that but when i just look down at the keys i can't quickly assess that like oh here's c and i'd have to like count and figure out like where e sure, is sure 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 so I, I i got the stickers now and they're like color coded so i want to learn some shit one of the first things i learned though was that uh that lincoln park thing 
where it's like dun 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 dun, <laughs> and I was like, why? Of course. Why wouldn't that be of the course. first? And then the second thing I learned was the opening riff to My Own Summer from Deftones. Ding 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 yeah. ding 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 ding, is, ding 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 ding. And I did that now by looking it up. I was like, I know how to play that riff. Fuck, I could play yeah, it yeah, yeah. left-handed. I, you know, I think that's you know, I I I I can barely play the guitar. You know what I mean? Shut the fuck up. No, 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 no. That's like a, that was such a humble. humble no, thing. no, 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 no. I'm aware that like I can write good heavy music. I'm aware of that. But like, if you told me to play like, uh, you know, an A minor seven or whatever the fuck. Oh, I, fuck. No, I, no, no idea. I would have no idea. I barely know what any of that shit's called. And I play in drop tuning. Do you play in drop tuning? Yeah, dude. Fuck that. Like after I came from the school of fucking Nirvana. Exactly. Man. Wait, they didn't play in drop. I know, but the, oh, but okay. when you learned how to play Nirvana songs, I learned in standard. Oh well, I didn't. That was also the probably the second the opening to Teen Spirit was like the second thing I ever learned. The first thing I learned was the Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. Oh 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 oh. <laughs> no shit. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like. It was like, oh, da dan da dan I really, or vice versa. It might honestly, be backwards. Uh, I, uh, that was backwards. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the other day how fun that song would be to cover. I ask, you know, I mean, ask Mark. It gets played every fucking time. So we talked as a band about potentially in the future, um, doing like a four song EP that was covers, but we all get to pick. Uh-huh. What would you pick if you if you were to record if your band thinking of your band in mind if mm-hmm. you were to record like what do you think is a good song for your band to cover? Well, we have covered a couple things, but if, if I'm saying your personal choice, I mean, if you did, unless you already covered something that you brought to the table, I did. Okay, I, I'm like, and I cover things for various reasons, but primarily. What I think will either be unexpected from my group or is a fun song I think would translate well into my cover style. I have a specific like formula and style that I use for covers and I've, oh. al- I've always done this because my goal and I'm, I'm like outing myself right here. But my goal is in the next like year I'm going to start a cover band and what I'm going to do is in that same kind of like Amaya style that I used to write in for the band Amaya – I'm going to take all current songs and make them all that style. So it's one specific style of band, which is like a pop rock, you know, singing Mm -hmm. band, Mm -hmm. but it's all current songs. So it's like people that like that style of music that also want to partake in Mm -hmm. modern hits. It it, it like meshes together well because those types of songs were always the best things I did. I went to Paper Tiger Studios and did a Young Jeezy song um, by myself. So I like programmed the drums, played the bass. And then Travis Kempton, who oddly enough is now our push ahead vocalist, he did the like screaming chorus on it. Yeah. And then in Amaya, we did uh, Low by Florida. And then I have a whole bunch that I did at home that like I just never released. Like I did um, I'm the One. It's that DJ Khaled, Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper, and uh, Quavo, I think, song. I did that one. I did Rihanna and Drake. Um, I do. That's what I just like to do. Like I like to take, I and I especially like to take rap songs and do them fairly like they are. Like I still rap them and shit like that. And 
you know, and put like poppy choruses to them and shit. That's just what I like to do. That's and I'm sweet. and I'm gonna start a whole band doing that in the next like year. I was just talking yesterday about um uh Sierra and I were just talking yesterday about how uh Evergreen Terrace put out the best cover, Oh, that writer's record. block? Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. It's the best. Well, their their hidden tracks were always awesome covers anyway. We were watching Empire Records and the song uh I ain't pit farting on no snare drum. What? Isn't that on that? Oh, that's Airheads. That's uh, not No, it. no. Yeah. That's the same vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh no, we were watching Empire Records the other night and uh Molly by Sponge came on and I was like, Evergreen <laughs> Terrace did this song so well. The they did a great version of Mad World. The whole record, yeah, man. that whole record is good. Even the fucking the single original track that was on it, even that yeah. was really good. The the fucking Stars by Hum, Outback County. Oh yeah, so sweet. Yeah, they were, man. They were like the, uh, they were. I don't want to say the originators, but they were the ones that you could always count on for one good cover every yeah. album. So yep. it it made a lot of sense when they did that Writer's Block album. Yeah. That I mean, the Sunday Bloody Sunday cover is just so oh, good. Oh yeah, super good. How like every verse they double the speed yeah. of the drums. That's so cool. I'm trying to think who were some other bands back then that used to do bitchin' covers. Um, really quick, I was gonna say if I the song that I I want to cover really bad is uh, Ten Ton Hammer by Machine Head. Have you ever seen Machine Head live? Never seen them live. Right, I saw them with. We were just talking about this show yesterday. I saw them at an outdoor show at the Al Rosa. Um, it was Amen, which was snot, but without Lynn Scott. Yeah, but it was like a punk band version. Yeah, but they weren't that bad. Um, Orange 9mm. Casey was Chaos was the singer garbage, of Amen. Yeah. Um, Orange 9mm came out of some hardcore band, right? I don't fucking know, but they were garbage. I hated them. Um, Coal Chamber. Nice. Slipknot. Jesus. And Machine Head. At Al Rosa? At the outdoor. It was in the parking lot. And it was dead of fucking summer. It was probably like August or something. Was Sierra at that show? I should ask probably. her. Probably. I'm sure she was. And then they Fuck. were, they had to like, people were like uh, passing out from heat exhaustion and shit. So they were on top of the Arosa with a hose spraying. And people were just like, you know. What year was that? Like 95? 96? 99. It was when the Slipknot album came out. Jesus. Um, wow. With, before they blew up, it was like because they were on like Ozfest and shit. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah. this was before that. Hmm. So Cold Chamber, I want to say, damn, were they the headliner? I think it went like, uh, Amen, Orange Nine Millimeter, Slipknot, Cold Chamber, Machine Head. I think that was. the I'm order. looking it up because Orange Nine Millimeter. Is, I didn't. I never liked them either, but they are connected to a, a heart like a New York hardcore band. Weird. I know that. Um, no, I've always wanted to see Machine Head, yeah. but not anymore because now it's just the Rob Flynn show. Right. All right. Um, do, you, do you have a trivial thing that bothers you this week? Oh, boy. I'll give do, you, do you have one ready to go? Not. I mean, not really. I did think about... Burn. That hardcore band Burn. No shit. Orange 9 Millimeters affiliated with that band. How so? Like, same, like, interlining or uh, intertwining members or what? Um. Also, we moved on from this really quick, but Chimera did a Cure cover, I think, right? And they did it in like drop G. And this must have been two thousand and I don't know two or one. I don't I don't know what member he was, but 
orange nine millimeter was on uh revelation records for a little bit very nice anyway um so yeah chimera did a cure cover i think they did um love song Mm -hmm. and i remember it was in like drop like g on six strings and i saw them play uh i saw them play some other songs and they had what the fuck did they play they played like vipers or something but I remember going like, okay, when I dick around and tune my guitar down, the strings are too floppy. So this was me like studying them, yeah. trying to figure out like, how are you doing? This? How are you doing this on a six string? It's because they had that thing where they could like uh, change the tension in the back, and it, it did something. I don't know what the fuck it was, but um, I had a yeah. The, oh, my trivial thing. That's what it was. The trivial oh, yeah. thing that bothers me is when it's 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 my wife this week. It's uh you're gonna be in the shit house after she listens to this podcast this week. Yeah, probably. Um well she won't I'll be okay. I'll I'll smooth it over before she hears this on Wednesday. Um <laughs> No, it's it's actually exactly how today went. Like she signed us up for you know, hosting some people coming over and you know, she wanted to like go run and she's like, Oh yeah. And, I, you know, I get home really late from the show, right? I get home, like, after midnight, and she's, like, still awake, but, like, in bed, going to sleep. And I'm, I shower real quick, and I lay down. And she's, like, I have to run in the morning because she's training for a marathon. She goes, will you um, will you make me pancakes in the morning? And I was, like, yeah, I'm going to get up with the kid around 7, like I always do every weekend and let you sleep in. She's, like, but I can't sleep in because I'm going to run. I need to run in the morning. It's going to be too hot. Cool. Got it. Uh. She didn't go run in the morning. Sleep her ass in? Yeah, I mean, she did a little bit, but I did make the fucking pancakes, and then I sent my kid up with the pancakes and was like, yo, go deliver these to mom and bed. Nice. So that was a G move. Um, G move. G move. And then I brewed her coffee, made sure she got up and shit, but then she didn't go and even attempt to run until like noon. And so I was like, God damn it. Now that the day is just like getting pushed later and later, and it's like if she's out doing that, I got to be home with the kid and yada, yada. And so then... She fails to mention that she signed us up to, like, host some friends that were supposed to come over, like, two. I'm like, okay. So now we've just, like, you you know I do this podcasting on Sunday, and you know, like, I really had some other stuff I wanted to get done. But she kind of just bogarted my whole day with, like, little things that she wanted us to do or me to do without really discussing it. And I'm like, that's just what you – that's the shit you get when you get a wife, man. You get a fucking lifelong – partner whom you can trust and you want to have kids with and blah 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 but then you also get all the the bullshit like that where they just sign you up for yeah. fucking honey do list and it's that bullshit so that's mm. my that's my trivial thing i, I got one i, I should i shouldn't be complaining about that but i am i mean i i, I agree with everything you just said <laughs> every um, husband does but uh no you know mine has mine's dad oriented is when i ask my child to go look for something and i know that all they did was like stand in the middle of the room and like quickly look around oh, yeah and then like i go up there and it's like in an open place plain fucking you know and because because i've by that point i've already yelled at them for like well did you lift stuff up did you move stuff around did you do anything other than stand in the room and just look around in a circle and then i go up there and it's like well not only did you not notice that it was in the middle of the thing, but I already yelled at you for not looking deep enough and it was yeah. in the middle of just like out. 
Yeah, I'm. I, oh, I hate that shit. I keep telling, and Hayden does that stuff too. I tell him, uh, I go, you got to do the things you don't want to do. You got do the things you have to do before the things you want to do. I always tell him that. That's like my. That is, I say that to him once a day. Do the things you have to do before the things you want to do. So like he's got, um, just a couple quick chores that he does. Like he wakes up and he has to make his bed. You should start the day off doing something that you can just quickly complete. That way, if you haven't, com- if you don't complete anything else for the day, you completed one thing, right? So I feel like getting up, making your bed is the first thing you should do. Even though I don't do that. I used to do that. And also, I mean, in all fairness, I get out of bed and my wife is still in it. So it's like, what the fuck am I going to do? Make the bed with her in it? Right. Bingo. I have another trivial thing. I do too because this <laughs> made me think of this shit. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like these family things. They're clicking, right? So I might – did I already fucking bitch about laundry? I don't, I don't know. Okay. I hate how my wife does laundry. <laughs> it is not the same. I've requested hey, her – Amy. I don't have anything to do with the planning of these. She already knows. She, I am very vocal. I'm like, don't even do my laundry. I would prefer to just do my own laundry rather than have you do it. For one, she washes she washes that shit on like this. I'm, I'm guessing the same as like you know the joke about women's shower water. How it's like the surface of the sun. Like women shower on the hottest setting. It's like scalding fucking hot water. That's not me. I like hot shower, but I like warm shower, and then I like to get in and. And adjust it until it's fully hot. I don't want to get in oh, yeah, to okay, a fucking okay, yeah. yeah. yeah sure. Well, that's not how it is. She also washes clothes on the hottest goddamn setting, and we have like a dryer that's capable. Or, I mean, a, a washer that's capable of like sanitary cycles and like steam and all kinds of shit. All the bells and whistles. She wants to fucking put all those things on there. But the real thing that bothers me is she will occupy both the washer and the dryer with zero urgency. On moving that shit, knowing damn well I can't do anything, and then she'll she'll be like, "Hey, um, you go switch loads." Yeah, <laughs> can, you, can you grab my load out of the dryer? I'm like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." And then I'll I'll move like I'll even move her one to the dryer, right? Like I'll get the ones out of the dryer, put the ones in, and then it's all fine when it's her shit. But the moment I put my shit in there, it, it won't even be done in the washer for 20 minutes, and she's like. Hey, can you uh, move your uh, load of clothes? I have to do laundry. I'm like, you always have to fucking do laundry. How come when my shit's in there, it's like the most urgent matter in the world. But when your shit's in there, it's sometimes in there for two days and has to get rewashed because it smells like two day old washer laundry. That's fucked up. I do the laundry. So because of all of these things, I just can't. My mom, I was actually talking about this earlier this week because we were having a conversation the other night of like, how old were you when you learn how to wash your own clothes yeah and i think i was probably a freshman in high school or eighth grade something like that because that's when i started getting like weird about the way stuff fit my mom was always just like if you're gonna have a bunch of weird instructions for all your shirts you're gonna do it yourself and she showed me how yeah so I've, I've ever learned- since then that's all i like i would rather do the laundry because i can control the way my clothes fit <laughs> absolutely i wash them bitches on warm or cold mm-hmm. like warm if it's like if it's like the socks and underwear load, like, do you separate your shit? God I, damn it, I do. I do. I, I mean, I every once in a while I'll separate like white shirts and stuff, and I'll do like a bleach cycle. But like most of the time, there's just we just go through so much laundry, dude. If you're going through so much, that means you always have the appropriate loads. Now I'm gonna fucking school you on laundry. Here quick. we go. And then I want. Here we go. And then I want people. If you're listening to this. Fucking tell me, do you agree with throwing all that shit in like Colin's doing, or do you separate that shit out? White clothes. 
they need to be washed with their white clothes. You you never read the care instruction? It says wash with like colors. White is not a okay, black. Okay, okay, color. okay, okay, okay. You're going into this assuming that I don't know <laughs> that that's the proper way to do things. I'm very yeah. aware of that. Okay. I'm not I guess I'm but not assuming. I am, I Why am, are you being such a rebellious punk? Because it, it's not it, well, for one, I will say this. One 85 to 92% of our clothes are black or very, very dark gray as Batman in the Lego movie said it. (laughs) Um, um, so, you know, that being like, especially Sierra and I, like all of our clothes are dark. Therefore I can like wash any colors with them. That's fine. I agree with that. But do you Uh, have, do you separate dress clothes? No, if something is like nice. Okay. Let me go. Let me back up. Not dress clothes. Do you separate? All of your button-ups and things. No. See, I do. Because I feel like there actually is a sense of urgency for getting those out of the dryer or else they're all wrinkly. That's true. So the things I don't want to be wrinkly, I wash together so that I get them out of the dryer at the fucking appropriate time. You know what? I also am old school and I will iron a shirt before work. <laughs> Fun fact, I never learned how to iron. See, my, that in, was another thing my mom showed me how to do. And I'm my, grateful uh, for that. Early 20s, I bought a steamer. Like, what they it's because in my early 20s, I shopped at Express a lot. Yeah. And they had a steamer, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, oh, it's a steamer. It steams the wrinkles out. I'm like, can I burn them? They're like, no. I'm like, I'm buying one. <laughs> and so I spent like fucking $200 and bought a baller ass steamer. Um, and so I never learned to, uh, to iron because I always either at my mom's house, I would take a washcloth, get it wet. Oh, yeah, I do that. Throw it in the dryer. Oh, I do that multiple times. I mean, my dryer now has like a Steam. a wrinkle away yeah. setting. I don't really like it because it gets it too wet. Like if you were taught how to do it the right way, you got a washcloth or a sock. Yeah. Got a little bit damp and threw it in and that's plenty. Yeah. I feel like my dryer like overdoes it. Throws a bunch of water in it. <laughs> well, mine has a mine. Like I was saying that earlier, mine has steam. Mm-hmm. So I will steam them real quick. Like just uh whatever. But no, I, I have a steamer now. I fucking have a steamer. Now, that being handheld. said, you know, your life's different than mine because I feel like you would do have to dress up more than I do. Nope. No? Jeans every day. Well, yeah, I wear jeans every day too, but like, do you wear button ups a lot? Uh, cause I like, yeah, yeah, I wear button ups. Like, like I wear day. like metal band shirts all the time. See, now that's really fucking cool. And I, I do wish I had it like that, but I also, I don't, do you wear shorts? Can you wear shorts to work? Uh, I, it, I I do not these. I have a khaki pair that <laughs> those, are cut those off. Are, those are too short. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have worn these to work before. Um, but like I have a cut off pair of khaki shorts that I, that I wear if, like with a button up shirt or something like that. When you're, when you're feeling nice, you put on your nice khaki shorts. <laughs> They're still cut off. Yeah, I know. And, um, but, um, I do actually have a, a black pair like this that's got like a hem. Yeah. Uh, that I do, that I do wear. I usually keep shorts to like later in the week. You know, I have a little bit of respect for office politics for Monday. Nobody but, wants to see that. But, shit you know, on Monday. I, you know, I am very grateful because I'm a creative and we play by a different set of rules. I know we we are expected I, to I look believe, weird or trashy. I believe the uh, I believe what you're trying to get at is you're from the art world. Oh, do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember that conversation, but no, I'm, I'm just saying like, uh, we play by a different set of rules. Like I don't have to, I don't, I don't have to feel obligated to look a certain way because I'm expected to look weird. I got one last quick question. He's from the art world. 
I got one last quick question I want to know before we leave here because I'm just curious. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, this ha- dude, this is left field again. This is me Jesus. going left field. But I, I just I wanted to ask this and I never got into it, so I want to know. Your oldest kid, he's yes. eleven, right? Yes. When does he get almost a, eleven? When's he getting a cell phone? Man, this is something I. My, mine's been haggling. He's been like haggling with me, me for a couple man. years. Me too. And I'm about and, at the point where I want to cave and get him something, but I'm 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 looking for a benchmark. No, it 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 stresses me out just the just because I have to feel I I have to think about it a lot. I'm gonna turn the like, fucking data off because like so he does you know he's got a smartwatch and he's got his own number you know for that he got a gizmo pal. Yeah, just because they're always all over the neighborhood, and it's a good way to know okay, where they're at. Okay, that's what I'm about to intro and get him. That you got the one from Verizon. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, it's it's slow, and the app sucks ass, and uh, <laughs> you're like, it fucking blows. Yeah, I like it. I love it. It, it does what it does. It does yeah. what it's supposed to you do. Can, you he can, can call me, and I can hear him very clearly, and he can hear me very clearly, and I can know where he's at. That's that's all I care. All about. right. So I I love your review of it because. That's what I want to get him, and I'm probably gonna not today. What fucking time is it? it's ten ten? See, I lose all track of like when I'm in here. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stop by when I leave here, but no, I'm not gonna stop by at ten o'clock at night. Uh, I'm gonna stop tomorrow, I think, and talk to Verizon about getting one of those. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I stress about it because he's starting middle school. Yeah, and Hayden's still got a couple years. He's going into fifth grade. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So he's got a year, yep. and. You know, Rowan's going to middle school and I'm, and I already know that there's some of his friends have phones already. So I know it's going to come up and I know that this is the age where it's, where it's going to become a status symbol. Yeah. You know, all my friends have phones and I know that this within the next, it's about time to six months, six to 12 months, we are going to have to either bite the bullet and say, okay, we're doing this. Like one of his best friends already has a phone. She's on it all the time and all that stuff. And uh, you get text neck. Honestly, it's like, it's not even, I mean, it's, it's sad that that's not my first worry is like actual health concerns of it. Uh, but it's more like, oh no, now like my son has like a porno device in his pocket. That's why you got, see, look, if there was never a better reason to advocate for Android phones, I know, I know. It is right now. Although I will say this, Apple is way behind the curve. And we all just learned on Thursday or Friday that Johnny Ive, the designer, has left the company. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, uh, Apple is definitely behind the curve on this, but the new iOS 13 is supposedly like they have really, really upped the ante on, aka said we need to catch up with Android yeah. I on mean, the parental it- stuff. It's not even just that. It's they need to catch up on the customization, but I get it. Them having that tight control over it allows them to keep a consistent experience in the device. Like totally get it. But if they had a couple features and it's just a couple, I could be swayed to to go back. <laughs> I could. And because it works so well. I mean the the Apple devices work fucking fantastic. It just doesn't have it's not open enough for me. Um for number just number 1, I want widgets. Please fucking for the Life, bring forth the widgets. Um, we should we should wrap up though. We are both so tired. I can yeah, totally dude. Tell. I really am. I'm glad. I'm glad that we did this because Ready I to love go home and go to sleep. I love getting out of the house and you know all that shit. But let's go. Let's get out of here. 
Ecking Cool Dads, lucky episode 13. Episode 13. Peace out. Peace.